Mona from Mastodon, and other Mastodon clients. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Mac Voices Live, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We'd love to have you here with us. Um, we got a couple people in the chat room so far. We're hoping we'll get more. But we do this every Tuesday night, and they know it, so hopefully they will join us. You know it now, so you should join us as well. We have a bunch of little topics tonight and one that's probably a little bit bigger than little um, that we'll, we'll get through. Um, but first, let's find out who all is here because we have a pretty full slate tonight. Um, so here we go. As usual, David Ginsburg is up in my top left. David, good to see you. Good to see you as well, Chuck. Good to be here. And uh, this is going to be a fun night. We've got some wild, crazy people here tonight. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, folks... Check out the uh, the After Dark show. Yes, you need you need to be a patron to do it, but it's worth it. Believe me, at times <laughs> to to see what these people do before the show starts and after it ends. Uh, Jim Ray is uh, apparently hanging out at Apple Park, getting ready to speak for Apple or to Apple or something. I don't know. Jim, good to see you. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm uh, man of a few I, words. I, you know, I don't, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you feel is necessary. Oh, we, we know what Chuck wants you to say. Okay. Uh, he, if he doesn't hear it, yes, he can't even start the show until he hears it. <laughs> Chuck is underpants dependent. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is getting so bad. When when Brittany Smith recovers, she can say hello. Brittany, how are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> you just can't believe it, can you? I've forgotten. I just I mm. forgot. Um, Eric Bolden is here trying to display every color in the spectrum and more. Eric, good to have you. Nice to be here. Successfully hiding out. <clears throat> From what? Everybody. No, no. one can. Oh, okay. Wait. Maybe I got that wrong. Uh, uh, it's a work in progress. Uh, should we mention that we're streaming this on the internet? <laughs> Shh, don't tell Eric. It's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> wearing a, a set of classic cans, Mr. Ben Rathig has joined us. Ben, good to see you. Yep, I decided to change up the look a little bit and go with more of the uh, Jim Ray look. <laughs> ah, okay. And Jim just sits there and doesn't touch Where's it. your hat? Yeah, there's no hat. Yeah, good there's point. There's no hat? Good point. Okay. I, I, I can't be that cool. Who <laughs> <laughs> could be? Right. Uh, joining us for his last time from Boulder, Mr. Jeff Gamut has arrived. Jeff, it's good to have you, and good luck with the move. Oh, holy crap. When you said, and Jeff Gamut joining us for the last time, I was waiting to hear if that's where the sentence was going to end <laughs> or if there was more. He left <laughs> off the ever 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I, I was just going to leave you hanging for a minute. And I thought, no, that's not really nice. No, you, you've got enough stress in your life getting ready to pack things up. I know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you. Guy Searle is here with, uh, well, he says it's a Miami Dolphin on his hat. I don't know exactly, but if that's what it is, that's what it is. That's Guy, what it is. And I've I've got to say, because I live vicariously through the Brady Bunch, I am in the Florence Henderson spot, and I don't like it. So what's your point? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't Eric, know. Eric, however, is in the Alice spot, so that that's a little better. Ah, okay. All right. I don't remember the Brady Bunch. Wait, are you well. going by your screen or by the canonical one on YouTube? Uh, the one on YouTube. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, okay. I don't know it well enough to know who's in what spot. So, well, it's a story of a lovely lady. Okay. I, I actually know the yeah, song. Know I just don't <laughs> remember what's in what block. Last but absolutely not least, probably wondering why he's here at this point, Mister Brian Flanagan Arthur's. Brian, welcome, welcome to the uh, Insane Asylum. Well, it's so great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <You> sure, <laughs> what do you say that? Checking, like Hotel California. Check-in, but never leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, guys, everything, it's its all kind of jumbled up. You all threw in a couple things that I thought were definitely worth talking about. I picked up a couple. Um, and then there were a couple more that developed over the day. So I'm just going to bounce around a little bit. But um, I think it was – I'm just trying to look here to make sure I give credit where credit's due. And I can't find it. Um, Eric, was it you or was it Jim who talked about Mona? The uh, no, it was Jim. Um, Mona for well, first it was uh, Eric. The and then me. Was it okay? I lost. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Eric that brought it up, and then you chimed in. Um, you guys have settled on Mona, which you know is is not. I mean, it's talked about a little, but not maybe as much as some of the other Mastodon apps. Uh, I'm kind of curious why you two have really seemed to have fallen in love with it so much. Eric? Well, yeah. Um, all the other browsers had, or all the other clients had like pieces that worked, and you can use a web browser to get there. But Moda has successfully kind of combined everything. They keep adding new features. Um, you know, the last time we talked about it, I was having problems with large image uploads. I had to switch to another uh, client for those, and then back to Mona and and then they just did an upgrade where they fixed it. So if you have an image that's too big to upload, it downsizes it as it's uploading. Um, editing's good. Quote posting works. So pretty, it's I'm pretty comfortable now with all you, you know everything I want to put together in a post. It just works. It's smooth. I do most of my posting from a phone, so wherever I am, it's fast. Um, that's it, it doesn't get in the way that that might be the best recommendation you can give it for it right there jim how I, about I really you? like the i really like the user interface of it i was using it uh, on the mac and in their beta version for a while because i'm i'm running a little bit older version of mac os and i couldn't run any other client and but um <clears throat> i guess you know there it's a successor to a program called Spring, which used to be a Twitter client. In fact, I think may actually still work for Twitter. Uh, and I never used Spring. I just discovered, you know, heard about it 
like last fall when you know Twitter was already blowing up. So I, but you know, when I saw Mona, I was like, well, let's check it out. And it worked on the on the Mac. And about six weeks ago, they they officially released it on Mac, iPad, and iPhone. So now that's all I'm using. I'm just using that everywhere. Um, so a, it's got a nice integrated interface across all of them. It's got a nice on the Mac. It does it opens things up in columns. So when you when you click on a post, then it opens up a second column and the first column remains. So it kind of keeps your place. Um, but then you've got a second column, which is like, okay, here's that going. And you can keep going that. So it gives you context, like not just where you are, but you know where you came from and you still see that. Whereas all the other ones I've seen, the original timeline will disappear when you're going into detail. So to me, it's kind of like kind of jumpy, but but Mona doesn't do that. And even on the iPad, it can do that. Uh, obviously, it's not as wide as, as as on the phone. I mean, on the Mac, uh, on the phone, it, it doesn't do that. It does slide over. But um, uh, yeah, I just really like it. I, I, I like the ability to quote post, um, which Mastodon hasn't added as a Mastodon feature yet. But um, they they somehow do it in in Mona, and I, I've noticed that when I quote post something, I get a lot more engagement than if I just reblog it or repost it or whatever. Um, and it's rock solid; it's really fast, and it's really affordable. So I think uh, Ivory, which I subscribe to, I think that's twenty four dollars a year, and uh, Mona is. Uh, you can buy it for one platform for I think ten bucks, but for fifteen or sixteen bucks, one time, that works on Mac, phone, and iPad forever. So pretty awesome, and they've been coming out with with updates on a regular tempo. There just was another one today, um, so I I can recommend it more. It's really, um, you know, I find it just really makes my Mastodon experience really really smooth. I ask this every time a discussion of of Mastodon clients comes up. Is there anything out there that you you all found that will schedule posts from within the app? I mean, I know there's a way to do it if you jump through some hoops, and uh, I, I think it's in the web interface. Which just honestly, I've tried it, and it just for me, it's been unreliable. But I'm I'm always just a, a little bit surprised that this isn't a feature that gets more priority. But maybe it's just my particular use case. I haven't found anything yet, and uh, I'm not surprised. I haven't seen that feature show up. Um, not because I don't think it will, but because for the first several years of Mastodon, the uh, the user base wasn't, I think, as uh, as I don't want to say needy. But well, needy as, as we are, and uh, and now that we're seeing uh, a much faster adoption rate to to Mastodon, I expect that the features that that I'll call them more pro users rely on um, that that's a thing that's coming. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, don't the the pro social media management platforms support uh, uh, 
Mastodon now, which means that you'd be able to do your scheduling from there. Jeff, I think they do, but I always get a little uncomfortable with that because with any of those platforms, I mean, and it's probably not a realistic concern, but it's still there. I still have to hand over my credentials to them so that they can post or do whatever they're going to do to my accounts. And so I've kind of gotten away from some of those. I can appreciate that. Um, I have to give your credentials over to any client. Yeah, but it just feels different. I I, I don't pretend to uh, be able to objectively defend that comment. It just, just feels different. Chuck, one thing to keep in mind is that a lot of these companies, the the big name companies, they are um, serving enterprise level clients, customers that that need to manage social media. So they do have uh, uh, a pretty high level of responsibility that they need to meet because giving up the credentials for Coca-Cola Apple computer, whoever, um, that would be really bad. So with, with that in mind, maybe, and I'm not trying to push you into using something, but maybe something, you know, like Hootsuite or Buffer or Sprout or, or whatever, um, would work out okay from a security standpoint, simply because they have to hold themselves to a higher standard. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean that. No, that's a real good point. That that's a very, very good point. Um, again, for for just no good reason, it just feels different. Maybe because, maybe because I'd be handing over all my social media credentials, or at least all of the ones that I wanted to have that particular service help me manage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. it just if it can go wrong with with one, then it could go wrong with all of it, all of them. So there's, I, I feel a little more comfortable that if. If I pick client X for Twitter or client Y for Mastodon, that if something goes wrong there, that's going to be only one place they could do damage to me. Sure. So I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I th- I think one of the real, real... Ben first, then Jim. Okay. I think one of the real reasons you really haven't seen any enterprise focused clients or features in Mastodon is that we haven't really seen a whole lot of commercial use of the platform yet. Right. We've yeah, we've seen a lot of individuals from companies but not the company as a whole. And part of it is that there's no algorithm, which means there's no way to just have it surface to people that you might want to reach if you're not in the same uh, instance then it's just not going to get out to other people without an algorithm. Hmm. Jim? Well, and a lot of these companies are choosing instead of joining uh, a public instance, creating their own, and uh, and then they don't let people join. It's just for the company to use as a, as a communication mm-hmm. tool out to the public. So yeah, that it would be hard to uh, to have uh, like a large user base that's just following that one stream in the way they expect to be able to if they were part of that instance. Today's Mac Voices is supported by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Summer is here, and that means more opportunities for outdoor activities. 
HelloFresh gets you farm fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes right to your doorstep. Make your home the hangout place this summer with crowd-pleasing eats. From a backyard bratwurst bar to tangy key lime pie, HelloFresh makes summer entertaining a cinch. But HelloFresh is more than just delicious dinners. It's now easier than ever to skip that extra grocery store run by adding snacks, sides, and more to your weekly order. Simply shop HelloFresh Market and take your pick from a curated selection of over 100 items. I love the fact that I don't have to go to the grocery store as often, giving me more time to get things done with my busy schedule. HelloFresh comes right to my door and features quality proteins, fresh produce, and plans for many lifestyles. It's no wonder why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 and use the code MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 and use the code MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, for supporting this week's Mac Voices. Isn't it interesting how we all have come to think of social media platforms as behaving either like Twitter or like Facebook. It's it's almost an early early adopter kind of thing that okay, this is the way it should work. And when it doesn't work quite that way, you're a little thrown off balance. Yeah. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but well, Jim, just what we're talking about here, you know, there's certain features I guess I've I've come to expect. Um, like Jeff's comment, you know, about okay, they set up their own instance. But really, then to cross it over with Brittany's comment, you know, if if it just stays in that instance, it sort of defeats the purpose of, you know, of it. I mean, it, it has to be a part of the bigger Fediverse, and you have to go looking for it as opposed to just being right there in one platform, the way Twitter is, micro.blog, mm-hmm. Facebook. It definitely doesn't work the way we are used to when uh, because we're used to Twitter and we're used to uh, Facebook. Um, and to me, this this is actually kind of interesting because I feel like we're in this flux point with social media platforms where yeah. a lot of people are getting to reevaluate how it is that they use them uh, on a personal level and a professional level. And so like the, what you just said, well, they're not, they're not on the same um, uh, instance. So um, how are they going to be found? Well, I mean, they can be federated, but the thing is the things that they're saying um, on that platform, they probably have a user base or at least uh, a large enough group of interested people, followers, whatever, that that are going to go looking for their uh, their name and are probably getting access to that name from other places. Like if they're following on different social media platforms, the company is going to be saying, hey, and you can follow us here too. And um, anyhow, I, I just think that we're we're going to see a shift in the way people perceive the way that they need to interact with social media and what they're expecting out of it, which is okay. It should be an always evolving thing. Yeah. The other thing, Mastodon was not designed to be a Twitter replacement. It became basically a lifeboat for those who are no longer comfortable with that, with that platform 
and experienced rapid growth. So a lot of you've you've been having a lot of apps and new platform features that have been uh, trying to fill that void, but have so far not been entirely successful. Um, the other thing, <clears throat> instead of rep- replacing Twitter outright, we've seen kind of little more little breakaway communities that are using separate apps. And I think I'll yield the floor to Jim. Um, okay. I, I started off with one thing I wanted to say, and now with all this discussion, I have a bunch. One is I, I don't think, you know, I think you're right that um, uh, Mastodon was not a Twitter, designed to be a Twitter replacement, but I do think it was designed by people that, you know, were using Twitter and wanted to move off of it. So mm-hmm. it kind of was, a you know, designed as, you know, what we want instead of Twitter. Um, and I, I, I also, I think to Chuck, what you were saying, and you mentioned micro.blog. Well, you couldn't, you can't advertise on micro.blog and there's no algorithm and there's no discovery. If Coca-Cola joined micro.blog, I'd never see them unless I sought them out. In fact, to me, micro.blog, I, 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 I'm on that, I pay for it, but I, I really struggle to find content on there. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to find. Um, so I, I think that, um, you know, Mastodon is really uh, a closer analog than uh, Facebook and Twitter is RSS. Um, you know, it's just like subscribing to a bunch of RSS feeds, and it's a similar kind of technology. And I, I think micro.blog is actually using RSS um, to, for, for how they're doing things. But, you know, certainly a company like Coca-Cola could set up an instance or whatever, you know, maybe they're a bad example. Let's say Apple, you know, uh, Apple could get on and have a, a Mastodon. And, you know, they they probably would and should set up their own instance. And and tons of people would follow them because um, they, they'd want to get, you know, Apple-related uh, news and announcements. Um, for example, there's an Apple RSS feed, developer RSS feed um, that I follow. And usually there's nothing on it. And last week... I was like, why does my RSS feed suddenly have 50 extra items every day? Well, (laughs) somebody at Apple decided. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if if somebody tried to start, you know, advertising like as is done on Twitter uh, on Mastodon, I think they would get blocked. And if, uh, you know, their host didn't cut them off, then that that instance would be defederated. You know, I don't. I don't think Mastodon would tolerate, um, you know, spammy kind of, kind of, kind of advertising. It's just not set up for that. On the other hand, if you know you had inf- informative material, um, where you know people will seek that out. Um, so you know, I, I, I think there will be commercial use of Mastodon, um, but it's probably not going to be quite the same as Twitter, because there's no mechanism to force content onto users that didn't ask for it, um, which I think most Mastodon users would say is a feature and not a bug. But for advertisers, it's a bug. And oh, to, to circle back my original point that I was going to make when this whole discussion started, I'm sure that uh, the scheduling feature you're looking for is going to happen. And, you know, there, there's 
you know, already has been, and I, I think it's going to continue to be an explosion of interfaces for, for Mastodon. Um, there is um, now a, a Swift framework to make it really easy to write Mastodon, uh, you know, software that accesses Mastodon, um, either to write a client or, you know, to write automation type features. So that just became available two or three months ago. Actually, somebody I know, you know, a couple of people I know wrote it, but it's it's getting, you know, pretty wide adoption. Um, so you're going to see all of that, you know, um, very soon. So I, I just checked. It doesn't appear to me that Mona has a scheduled tweet feature, but if they don't do it, you know, I'm sure there'll be some tools that, you know, locally as opposed to what Jeff's talking about where you have to run it in a server. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to happen. Yeah, Eric, you—I know you've done a lot more experimentation probably than any of us with Mastodon. And can you explain the hashtag comment? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I'm completely following that. So, if you're on Twitter, you get fed a bunch of stuff, even if you don't do anything. And then you can go out and you say, "Well, this person is interesting, and that person is interesting." And you can follow them, and then you get content from them, plus content from whatever the algorithm, and they kind of adds together. With Mastodon, if you don't do anything, you, you might not actually see much of anything other than whatever activity there is on your server. Um, uh, the, the first inclination of people coming from Twitter seems to be, go find a bunch of people, follow them, and then go from there. Uh, but it's it's really it's more fine tuned than that. I think most of Mastodon people who are there over time start to follow hashtags more than they follow people. Or if they follow people, they follow people, but then filter their feed, at eliminating certain hashtags they're not interested in because you know some people have lots of different topics and you want to see technical stuff but you don't want to see the stuff on horses so you filter out horses but leave the rest um, it is however easier to follow a particular hashtag like um uh wwdc 23 yes excellent and then you don't necessarily have to know who the people are, but everything that comes across that is tied to that, you see in your feed. Uh, there are, if you're on a tiny server, that might kind of limit things a little bit, uh, but eventually stuff kind of filters through and you you catch the, the you know, majority of it. And that I find to be more efficient. The only thing is that not everybody posting adds hashtags. And so what I find is that people who post with no hashtags, it doesn't actually get distributed as far as you would expect because people aren't following individuals, they're following hashtags. If there's no hashtag, then the content doesn't go anywhere. Even if it shows up on your server, you may never see it. So the hashtag part is really critical. That's why you'll see a post that has a little bit of information and then 12 hashtags at the end. Mm -hmm. Which I, I can say that last week it worked out so great during WWDC because you know everybody was posting using hash WWDC twenty three. So uh, I haven't really been using hashtags that much. I think I'm going to start trying to do that more. And last week though, 
that's basically all I did. I basically ignored my regular feed because I didn't have time. And one night, these thing about Mona is I was able to like put uh, an icon in my sidebar in Mona that I can just click on. And I made it a little graduation cap hat and I just click on it and it automatically shows me WWC 23. And there was so much content, which wasn't a lot of it wasn't, you know, some of it was people I was following, but a lot of it was people that I didn't know. And it, it was just, you know, it was great. Um, so it kind of kind of made me uh, spoiled. Now I'm like, okay, because uh, I do see in my regular feed, I follow quite a few people and it's kind of overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff that's like, yeah, this is too much. But following WWDC was just like, it was so great. I got all the, you know, tons of great WWDC news, lots of posts from people that were there. Also people that were just watching sessions and, you know, it was, it was perfect, really. And, you know, in the past, you know, I signed up for Twitter because of attending WWDC to communicate with people there in 2018. And, you know, every year since then, I've, you know, just gotten a ton of information off of Twitter and, uh, you know, usually wound up getting like a hundred extra followers every year at WWDC. This year, I just, I actually did not look at Twitter the entire week. I just used uh, Mastodon and I didn't feel like I was missing out at all. Next time, the Mac Voices panel takes a look at how Apple is handling access to the Vision Pro's many cameras. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.